You know what? I'm going to do an intro. Crudely Drawn Swords, the actual play podcast that never splits up the session into multiple episodes with a proper intro. Until now. If it turns out that first bit is really short, you're going to feel like a twat. I probably will regardless. Ladies and gentlemen, was the last episode 10 minutes long because that's what happened. God, if I've edited it from 1 hour 10 down into 10 minutes, we've really messed up. It could happen. It could happen. With me are the heroes of Team Meat Sack. Hey. Yeah, sorry. The heroes of Team Hardbody. <laughs> Thank you. The real toughs who had the good manners not to flounce about as ghosts. And they are Pete. Hi, I'm Pete. I play Adam Eagle Ank, the gunslinger. Enigma. Uh, sorry, Ali. <laughs> <laughs> who can tell the difference anymore? I'm Ali and I play Enigma, who's a big old sack of pork. <laughs> Hopefully, I'd like to think so. Long. Does hoisting go with tight spices? Who knows? When last we saw our heroes, they had travelled through a perilous briar maze in which Adam had actually encountered very little trouble and found his way comfortably to a lake. Meanwhile, Enigma has joined the hunt for the beast Glantisant. The questing beast, which was being followed by a strange fey hunt. They slew the beast within the maze and Enigma was congratulated by a beautiful woman in a green dress and invited to the celebration for the victory of this hunt. So, Adam. Hello. It's the night of the ball. What are you going to wear? What are you putting on in your room? What? In in your room for the ball tonight, the celebration of the great hunt. You're in your quarters in the House of Spires and Reverie, and you'll be expected to make your way down for the ball any minute now. Rock. Uh, okay, well, I'm in my formal attire, I suppose. Excellent. What What is suitable for the glamour of the occasion? Fashion. My one weakness. <laughs> to the left. <laughs> I can imagine him in this kind of setting, maybe one of those like 18th or 19th century formal officers type jackets with the with the brocade and the kind of high collar. Yeah, I think it's more like that kind of with a haute couture twist, as it were. Excellent. You to have heels at that point too. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely, definitely got heels. Very manly to have to wear heels and run in heels. <laughs> Chumps. Do <laughs> <laughs> I have a slight heel in case there's dancing? Yes. Yes, it's important because you know if there's anything you know about the ball tonight, there will be dancing. That's very popular in the House of Spars and Reverie. Enigma. It is the night of the ball to celebrate your achievement in the hunt. What are you wearing? to this formal occasion. The Queen has outfitted your wardrobe with 
many extravagant and dramatic dresses. I was thinking, like, Kaylee in Firefly. <laughs> I feel that's the vibe here. It's the, like, over-the-top, could be also used as a toilet cover in the 80s kind of look. You know, because basically Enigma doesn't... Get, she, she dresses, you know, she's got a sense of style and everything, but she doesn't often get to wear, like, the big flouncy stuff because she's too busy, like, you yeah. know, shooting fools for all these chumps. So yeah. I think this is the opportunity to really go full toilet roll holder that your grand knit. <laughs> <Amazing>. <laughs> With a tiara! <laughs> but sensible shoes. I love it. Because for the time, ladies would have worn a flat heel so I can run faster than you. Brilliant. I also like the fact that uh, Tristan is never going to see this. <laughs> Or even necessarily know it exists. <laughs> so, as you make your way to the Grand Hall, Adam, mm -hmm. you're accompanied by one of the footmen who has been attached to your quarters as almost like a manservant in the obvious absence of your own manservant. He's wearing the colours of the house, the deep green, and he leads you through. What colour is your jacket, by the way? Red. There's a lot of reds. Yeah, like a deep carved crimson red. Yeah, and I've got like some feathers in my hair and and cool. a, it's a big braid going on with lots of stuff like involved there. Yeah, yeah, uh, awesome. There's like ribbons in it and stuff. Cool. And so you are led through to the hall and... The musicians are starting to play. It, it is very beautiful music, but a little slow for dancing. There are various other people there, various other people that have something familiar about them, but you can't quite place it. You feel like there should be some kind of insight, but it's just out of reach. Hmm. Some of them, you know, are long-time residents. You don't know how you know this, you just sort of remember it that some of these people are long-term residents and some are newcomers and perhaps this is their first formal ball. You're not sure whether this is your first formal ball. Perhaps it is. As you are led in to this, there is a table at which a couple of women are stood side by side, one of whom's quite tall and slim with dark hair and a round face, but impression of strength about her the other's shorter and broader built and has a few scars and they're both wearing these rather complimentary formal dresses in grey silk they both look at you as you walk in and they seem to have that same moment of recognition and then at that point you hear a fanfare almost the musicians strike up this little fanfare so on one side of this hall, there's a grand dance floor. There are tables along the side. And then on the other side is that classic kind of two staircases down and then like a wide, flat balcony type bit. And then the main staircase. So like staircases from the side down to a flat balcony and then steps down into the centre of the hall. I get you. Yep. Down one of those comes the Western Queen in her perfectly attired emerald green dress and her crown of green gold. And she kind of drifts with incredible elegance down these stairs. And then she calls out, Companions of the Hall, 
allow me to introduce our great hunter and slayer of the beast, Glantisant, the marvellous Lady Jasmine. And she raises her hand and from the other stairs you see... So Enigma's wearing what colour? Well, I've just put a link in the uh, <laughs> Roll20 and I imagine this I is what she what looks like. <laughs> <laughs> She's wearing a dress that clearly has some structure to it. Some kind of crinoline. <laughs> in layers of lilac and burgundy that manage to complement one another. She has her hair in braids and she's wearing a tiara. Is she wearing a tiara? Oh, or is she wearing a She's bonnet? wearing a tiara. Sorry, I couldn't find a toilet roll holder with a tiara. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll keep looking. No, it's fine. I think we've got the gist. She steps very elegantly down these stairs to join the Queen. And then what does Enigma do as everyone begins applauding? I'm definitely going to accept the applause. Uh, you know, yeah. I, that kind of, yes, yes, I am great! Because I know I am, <laughs> obviously. I walk down those stairs and accept, you know, all of the plaudits, and I'm sure there's people shaking my hands from a distance because I've got quite a lot of skirt yes, the size yes. of a human toilet roll. <laughs> <laughs> it's the size of just a normal toilet roll. It's actually straight down. <laughs> She's got a toilet roll around each angle. <laughs> Yeah, people don't even know they're there, really. But I know. And that's what's important. And so you find yourself among this crowd and the Queen calls out and she says, And now, let the dancing begin. And the musicians strike up and people take to the floor. Enigma, you're sort of in control of the situation. You don't see anyone you recognise. Um, I've definitely got a bad feeling about this. Yeah, I'm... It's definitely something about fey dancing. Yeah. It's, not a, it's something... Something's itching the back of my head. Yeah, you've got this thought, like, something about this is definitely a little bit odd. But also, it's celebrating you, and the music's pretty great. It is. Much better than listening to Tristan. Oh, way better. These are very proficient musicians. Not that he's not, but these are really proficient. And so there, there are various people you could dance with. Is there anyone you're looking out? There's a fellow in a very formal jacket with braids and feathers in his hair. He looks quite striking. There are various men in beautiful formal attire, women in fine silk gowns and dresses. But I don't recognise any of them. You don't recognise any of them. There's something slightly similar. There's one gentleman who's wearing... A very dark suit. It, it's kind of like a white shirt and then a black waistcoat. Very smart black velvet and black trousers. And then his hair is also kind of white at the sides, but black at the top, tied in this long braid. And there's something at the edge of your mind about him. Of everyone, he maybe looks most familiar. In a good way or a bad way? Is it making the itch worse or... He's not familiar in the way that the Western Queen is, or the False Knight, or the Tumbler, who you just know them, obviously, because they're so integral to the court. This is fine. And the False Knight is sat on his throne at one side, still, as always, in his armour, 
and just the cavernous space where a face would be blankly facing the room and the tumbler is with the musicians playing a little tambourine type drum slightly out of time and jingling his annoying jester's headdress so what are you doing probably gonna be joining in the dancing but that little itch in the back of my head that says something's not right i'm also exploring the room okay cool so i'm using i'm using my elaborate yeah waltz to find my way around the place yeah of course so who are you dancing with first I guess it would... Oh. You see, I know it should be, but only out of character. <laughs> no, you, I'm, I'm very happy for any of your options. There's basically, it's all good. Right. So it seems to me that I would um, go to the guy I sort of recognised. Yes, of course. That makes the most sense. He takes your hand and like touches it to his forehead. And he's, are you wearing gloves? I imagine I would be. Yeah. I didn't look at... Hang on, let me look back at the picture. She hasn't got gloves, but I feel <laughs> like I would. So he just kind of bows and touches the back of your hand to his forehead. He says, Lady Jasmine, we have not been introduced, I do not believe. And you can't step into the steps of the dance, which of course you know perfectly. And he says, I am the Lord of Sorrow. So as the dance begins, the music prepares to strike up and people are kind of... Uh, joining in groups you see the lady jasmine step into the waltz with a gentleman in a black and white very smart black and white suit are you joining the dance what are you doing yeah probably okay who do you who do you dance with who are you looking for so some people that are familiar with to me but no one that's like like ali said it's like an itch at the back of your head you're like i know some of these people like larp events when you haven't been for a bit and everyone's like it's you when you're like Hi. Sure is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, maybe I wouldn't then. I, I don't know whether whether Oathmaster Ing would have prepared me for this kind of thing, and that I have some sort of totem, like an Inception, that would. Right. Yeah. That I would check because this is very strange. Like I've never been here before. Yet it seems really familiar. It feels like you're reaching for insight the whole time. Sure am. And it's just out of reach. Are you joining this waltz? Uh, what's the what's the faceless knight doing? The faceless knight sits on fairly austere chair on a little raised dais at one side of the room, kind of opposite to the musicians. So you've got the stairs before you, musicians to your right, and the false knight's sat on his chair, just staring out. He can't have expression, so you don't know whether he's having a lovely time or not. Right. I seem to remember that a faceless knight was mentioned when we found the Pyramid of Skulls. Yes, but you don't remember finding a Pyramid of Skulls. Uh, uh, better dance with our hostess then. Okay, great. Yes, so Adam goes to dance with the Western Queen, um, whose dancing is perfection. She moves with a sinuous grace. It's a curious slow waltz that everyone is currently engaged in. Almost a little drab, really. Which is strange, because the whole occasion and the place is so glamorous. So, Enigma, you are dancing with the Lord of Sorrow. And he says, I don't believe we have been introduced, but I feel as though I know you. Yeah, you look 
familiar. <laughs> Where do we know each other from? Do I have memories of from the before times? Not clear ones, but you were hunting. You remember slaying the beast and being part of the hunt. And you feel like the Lord of Sorrow was there, but you can't picture him being there. I will say to him something along the lines of, you were there at the hunt, weren't you? I was surely there, yes. Yes, as I recall, I was right at your shoulder as you struck the killing blow. That's what I recall anyway. He blinks a little for a moment. The waltz continues. Uh, Do you think this is a good time to discern realities? I think this is probably an excellent time to discern realities. It seems like you're investigating the situation. An intermediate success. (laughs) You may ask one question from the list below. What the fuck? (laughs) Is is that one of the options? (laughs) Yeah, they're very, uh, that's actually quite hard. It is, because I ask what here is not what it appears to be. I think it's probably like everything. (laughs) I think that's that's a pretty fair assumption. What here is actually what I think it is. (laughs) Uh, What what here is what it appears to be. What should I be on the lookout for? Which again seems like chuffing everything. Who's really in control? I think it's between who's really in control and what should I be on the lookout for? Um, I think what should I be on the lookout for is it's not, it can't be everything. I have to give you something that you should be on the lookout for. Yeah. And that will give me some kind of insight insight into what's... Yeah. That'll give me an out or an in. Yes. That question then. So what should you be on the lookout for? You are that this dance can't be the only thing there is, that there's more history than this in the hunt before it. You think that there were other people with you on the hunt and that if you can find them, you might be able to find a way to recover more of yourselves. Okay, so I will say to the Lord of Sorrow that we need to find the other people that are on the hunt with us because he might also... remember some things yes he's a useful ally this mysterious fellow <laughs> oh he should pickpocket in the way <laughs> he says i recall certain of these people i believe the gentleman with the fur coat you look over and there's one person who has like it's a very smart fur coat but it seems way too warm for the setting really for this hall all bright with its lights but He seems quite comfortable in it. He's quite pale. He's got this kind of slightly weathered look about him. Sorrow also indicates two women in grey dresses who are currently dancing together not far away in complementary but not identical grey silks. And he indicates several other people around the room, most of whom are in the dance, some of whom are still sat at tables at the side. You notice that the tumbler has put down his little tambourine and has picked up a tin whistle that he's joining in with, slightly out of key. The Lord of Sorrow says, For some reason, I cannot abide the tumbler. Oh, he's playing a tin whistle. It's not a mystery. Yes, it's probably that. Adam, you are dancing with the Western Queen and... As you make your strides around, she's looking into your eyes and she says, You have something very interesting about you, sir. I see a relentless strength of will, some great force to you. Would you say that's accurate? 
I take my oaths very seriously, Your Majesty. Ah, yes. One who holds to his oath. An honest man. What a delight in this troubled time. You will be an asset to our dances for many years to come, no doubt. Such acute steps. What are your troubles? Oh, we have no troubles here. Save the risk of boredom or tiresomeness, but we can always cast that away with hunting, with dancing and music, with our fine feasts. And all that time, we will never ask you to break any oath, only to be part of our fine court here. Well, thank you for your hospitality, but uh, I think I have to go. There's something I need to do. No, of course there isn't. And you feel immediately like, of course she's right. What would you need to do? What could be more important than dancing here? He says, no, but here we have the music, we have satire, we have adventure, we have everything you could wish for, really. You will choose to stay, fine sir. For all your redoubtable nature, you'll choose to stay. And as she steps away, as the dance ends and it's time to change partners, as she gets further away, you feel less convinced that you need to stay. Like, it's less intense. Her presence is overwhelming. But beneath it, you feel your oaths. And you feel that there must be something beneath your oaths as well. And the musicians are preparing for the next dance. What are you going to do? I want, I'd like to dance with somebody who seems familiar to me. Yes, okay. There's a gentleman in a fur coat who seems familiar. There's something familiar about the Lady Jasmine. It's my pen name. And also the gentleman she's been dancing with. But you're not quite sure. That stranger. Okay, I'll try and dance with the Lady Jasmine then. Okay, so the next tune starts up and the Lord of Sorrow moves on to a different partner as tradition dictates. And you all know this tradition. Adam approaches the Lady Jasmine. Hey, lady, uh, would you like to dance? Of course. So <laughs> <laughs> the musicians strike up. Uh, I like to think this is this is more like a one of those ones where there's like two rows. There's like all the men in one row and all the ladies in another row. Oh yeah. You kind of cross back and forth. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like we can get into a square, and that's how you kind of use the dance to get all the people that like sorrow identified. Oh, I see. Into the same sort of area, yeah. and you'd have a conversation like in like all the Pride and Prejudice things while you're going around with your hand in a little square. Yeah. So this is 100% a Pride and Prejudice mid-dance conversation. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Um, so it's basically Pride and Prejudice in toilet roll covers. <laughs> to be I'll fair. Be honest, I haven't stopped looking them up. <laughs> really good ones. Yes, so you're joining this uh, dance. It's a little more sprightly. Everyone's hands in the middle. The ladies introduce themselves as Mrs. Tansalar and Mrs. Sarista. The Lord of Sorrow is also partnered with one of them as is the gentleman with the fur coat who has been persuaded onto the kind of coaxed onto the dance floor the music's playing the dance is ongoing what are you saying uh does anyone else get the feeling that they have to be somewhere else definitely miss tansalara and miss arista both nod yes i think really something some work i feel i should be doing instead of just attending this dance but it seems so inevitable when the Queen says it. Yeah, it's, it's pleasant and, and 
and I'm enjoying it, but I, I feel like we should probably get going. Get... Going where, though? I don't think there was a place, but I feel there should be. Where did the hunt happen? That can't have been a dance. No, that was among the briars, wasn't it? Beyond the hall, beyond the turrets of the hall. Maybe we need to get back there. Back to the briars. I don't think it's, it's time for another hunt. Not yet. There's always things to hunt, surely. You're a very fierce person, Lady Jasper. Yep. <laughs> I'm the great hunter. As you say, that fella in the fur coat says, yep. <laughs> <laughs> and so, how are you going to reach through this, do you think? I think it would be from the fragmented bits of things that we can all remember. Right, okay. Or it's the completion of a dance, and the dance is the memory. And the memory is the place. Whoa, mm. that's pretty cool. Just said some words. Might have meant something. No, I, I like this. How does the Lady Jasmine manipulate the dance to create a memory? Well, at the risk of going postmodern interpretive dance... I'm here we, for it. <laughs> okay, we're reconstructing some of the movements from the hunt itself. Oh, yes, very good. I don't know what modern dance would be, they're just before the tide of light, but I'm guessing there's not a lot of throwing yourself on the floor and doing that. That's there what... isn't necessarily a lot of throwing yourself on the floor and waving your arms, but there are, yes, the movements of the hunt. And as you do this, you find the move, music gets a little more martial. Mm. And it seems to fit your mood. So let's see how well you express this. Why don't you give me a <laughs> defy danger on charisma, Enigma? A defy danger on interpretive dance. <laughs> I'm assuming interpretive dance is a charisma skill. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Regency interpretive dance. It's my special skill. I like the idea that it kind of you turn a circle and then then Enigma kind of stretches into a bow-type position and the dance reflects that. Like the exercise you do in improv when everyone's kind of doing a movement and everyone does their own version of the movement. Yes. And the movement sort of changes, uh, ripples through the bunch of people. Yes. Until you're all sort of making weird humming noises and jumping around in circles. <laughs> I don't know if everyone's been through that. No. <laughs> I, I've never done that, no. Really? No. no. I might have been to too many improv... Things. I don't think I've been to any improv things, so that's probably why. It's a thing. Yeah, I believe you. But that's, this is what happens. It flows out around your group. And then are the groups on the dance floor. As it happens, you have a moment of clarity. And Adam, you just reach down and at your belt, you feel insight. Yes. And you can feel the power of your oath <laughs> right there. Feel the power of my oath. <laughs> You don't fully recall yourself, but you recall much, much more. You now can see absolutely that this is a trap. What are you doing? Breathing out slowly. <laughs> <laughs> Centering yourself and replying, yes, and. Yes, and. <laughs> okay, right. We've got to get out of here right now. I agree. Okay. I have trap expert. I was wondering if I can defuse the trap. <laughs> <laughs> it's, unfortunately, it's not really that kind of trap. It's not so much a device of trap expertise. Have we got any more clarity about how we could get out or any more knowledge about how we got to this place? So, Adam, you remember now touching the water and finding yourself here. Yep. 
You remember touching the water. You remember finding yourself here. You don't remember anything in the interim. Ah, yes. I had no reflection. I look at the big uh, sort of mirror, the big... uh... Yeah, the big mirrors. Yeah, the big mirrors on the wall. There must be one over the fireplace or something. Yeah, of course. And and those kind of reflect the dancers out. Also, slight maybe hints of labyrinths. Yep, yep. Yeah, there are definitely like mirrors on the wall reflecting the light back. And within those mirrors, you can see you do have a reflection, but where you are, you don't have a shadow. So weird. (laughs) Ah, right. You know there is a connection between the lake and this. Uh, Right. I turn to uh, Jasmine and say... It's my pen name. Have we got... Like, is everybody that was in our party right here now? Uh... Like, as we're, like, as we're, like, kind of holding hands and, like, going back and forth <laughs> in a bit of a reel. Like, if we got everybody... We, we just started a conga. That is my plan. So we just conga out. That is the way out of any trap. When you see people at weddings doing the conga, they basically just realise that they're caught in some kind of fey trap. That's, that's the problem with, like, weddings and things when they have, like, you know, wedding disco and things. So someone has to start the... High risk. Very, very high risk. High risk. And the only way out is the conga. Yeah. Yeah, so as you perform this dance, you hear the, the taller woman in grey dress says, I think the music is part of it, too. I think everything here is, is part of it. It's like I can feel the notes of the music going through everything. Very strange. Does that ring a bell? Not for me, I don't think. Not unless you've heard Tristan talking about... Uh... No, I've heard Stuart talk about it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I don't think I've heard Tristan necessarily. No, you probably haven't heard... Tristan probably hasn't talked about it. Not At least not in those terms. He's mentioned, like, sky singing, but... Yeah. yeah. And the music is coming down to a close and the Queen walks up beside the False Knight and she says... Now, let us celebrate with a great feast. And servants bring in, bringing in these great platters and laying them on the tables beside the dance floor. Danger volivants. And, uh, and like goblets of wine and you can smell like spiced wine and all this very delicious smelling meat. And people start dispersing towards the tables. You can see some of the people that were, that you now can recall being in your group making their way towards the thing can we kind of try and pull them towards us how do you do it just grab their hand the dancing's not done yet (laughs) (laughs) so you're kind of grabbing at these uh people but they're also quite hungry and they're like oh no dancing really works up a thirst doesn't it oh you probably do feel a little thirsty honestly but you probably uh don't feel like this is the right wine to be having. <laughs> Do you think we could get convince the musicians to play something else? Something that a song that we know? Oh, that's a really good idea. If I went over to them and I was like, could you, you know, it's a special night, can I have this song? That's certainly worth a try, you know. And Miss Tansalar offers to go with you. She says, I'm something of a singer myself. Uh, excellent. You could sing something and I could accompany you and we could get a door out of here. Yeah, and so you head over towards the musicians. 
Meanwhile, Enigma, are you fending people away from the food, basically, trying to keep... <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to get them back towards the dance floor. I'm like, come on, come on, guys. The party's not over yet. I love this song. He's sheepdogging them with your massive skirt. <laughs> You just like got the crinlin and hammered it straight and now you're just a wall. <laughs> I imagine that's what you'd use it for. <laughs> Amazing. So Enigma, give me a defy danger on charisma to persuade people. Well, it's time for more interpretive dance, my friends. <laughs> I, okay, that's pretty good. It's not a full success, but you do get them kind of herded away while Adam goes and talks to the musicians. As you approach the stage... We could do a cover of a dandy song. <laughs> the little jester comes, like, scampering over with his little wobbly, ah, playful walk and his little scrawny legs and his jingling bells. He says... Fucking whistle. You can't see it in whistle now. Phew. And he kind of cackles with this annoying little cackle. And he's like, come now, what are you here for? What do you want from us? <laughs> uh, a, a song, my fair fellow. A song, I know many songs. <laughs> I've got a song for you. Do you want to hear it? Do you want to hear it? Do you want to hear it? Well, we were hoping that, that the lady here would be able to grace us with a song. <laughs> I will make a song for both of you. My hair is dark, my dress is pale, I'm on a mission that's doomed to fail. I'm the saddest man you've ever seen. My dog is dead and I love my queen. <laughs> Good song. And he cackles. <laughs> but it doesn't and have everything. My song, fucker. <laughs> so what are you doing to make your way past him? He's putting himself between you and the musicians in a capering, annoying, yet also effective way. <laughs> Worst kind. There's almost like an element of kind of drunken master bullshit to the way he's doing this. It's impressive. It's impressive and uh, kind of horrible as well. Yeah. I feel like we must have had some kind of fools in Sakavalon. Yeah, yeah, of course. How would I have dealt with them then? I mean, if I was a character in a book, I'd do something cool, like challenge into a riddle contest or something, but... <laughs> that that would be cool, yeah. I can't, I can't think of any riddles. <laughs> you don't need to. You can do that with a dice roll. We can extrapolate that from, like, an int roll, maybe, or a wisdom roll. Challenge him to a jingle fight. <laughs> if that's the way that Adam would go. What I, what I want to do is try and... Is to, Get his attention on me so that Merope can get past him. Yeah, of course. So... So why not a riddle? Okay. Uh, that's enough of songs. It doesn't have to be a riddle that works or makes sense. You just have to keep <laughs> his attention for long enough for her to get past. There doesn't even have to be a solution to it. Okay. Uh, well, I'll say, okay, en enough songs for now. Uh, let's have something else. Uh, chap like how about a you know a joke or a riddle he grins and he says oh a joke if there's a finer joke than you here i doubt i'll hear it <laughs> every time he smiles his mouth seems a tiny bit wider and he seems to have slightly more teeth but he does a little caper and he says so what's your riddle then all right well uh the more you take the more you leave behind what is it all you take 
more you leave behind. Is it bullshit? Because <laughs> <laughs> I've taken way too much bullshit in my time and it caused me to leave behind a lot of things that I kind of in the long run regret. But that's not, I'm not, that's not something I'm concerned about right now. Is that the answer? That's the answer, isn't it? That's the answer. Come on. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> think this court would be so blue. So, Adam. Yeah. I think we could do this as a defy danger on intelligence to keep him occupied. Okay. Or a defy danger on charisma to persuade him to pay attention to you. You can do... Well, I've got slightly better stats in intelligence. So. <laughs> okay, so you're going to smart talk your way into this with metaphysics. Let's see how that roll goes. Defy danger... Seven. An intermediate success... And he's, like, quite engaged with this. He's giving you guesses for what you take. And then behind him, the musicians strike a chord. And he says, oh, no, what's this? What's this? And meanwhile, at the other end of the room, the queen stands forward and says, why are you not partaking of our fine feast? What kind of guests are you that you turn away from everything we give you? What do you do, Enigma? Conga. <laughs> Hail the congering heroes. So you're trying, going to try and conger your way out of this. Well, we've you? got a few of the others, and um, I know you were heading as if we had to go through the mirror, so let's conger out of that mirror. Well, the mirror appears to be a mirror. When you get closer to it, it doesn't seem to be a doorway, and it's also behind the food tables carve at the side of the room so at the moment you're on the dance floor food tables mirrors but they're quite grand mirrors well either we need to start a song or do a table flip okay so well the queen has just kind of called you out for not accepting her hospitality she just kind of called out about that so i'm really how how are you responding to that specifically and to her attention being fully on you now is it having any effect on my will the fact that she's moved her attention onto me. Not yet. In which case, table flip. Come on, lads! <laughs> we just, <laughs> just gonna, flip over just the volivants. brawling. <laughs> okay, brilliant. I think it's the only way. You know, everything's like very genteel and stuff. We need to do quite the opposite. We we need yeah. to go from like you know, kind of. Um, I was going to say lounge music. What I actually mean is that other one, chamber music. Mm. Yes. Um, we're going to go from that to basically punk. Nice. Nice. So, yeah. everyone comes with you, charges over to the nearest table and just flips it over on the guests who are already have sat yep, down yep. to eat. Oh. Yep. Um, so It's okay. It is... This is punk. Food fight! <laughs> <And> the... <laughs> <laughs> but also, the we're queen... still doing the conga. The queen shouts... What? And she comes striding over. But before she gets close, the night is approaching. And at that point, Merope begins to sing. Good girl.
I'm Pete. I play Adam Eagle Ank, the gunslinger. Could you say that again without creaking your chair? Hi, I'm Pete. I play Adam Eagle Ank, the gunslinger. <laughs> and my chair is not creaking. That, that, was, that, wasn't, that wasn't as good, but you didn't creak your chair, so I'm going to take it. Okay. Enigma's wearing what colour? Well, I've just put a link in the... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Roll 20. And I imagine this I is what she what looks I like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to describe whatever is at the other end of this. Link. Yes. It's pretty much what you imagined. <laughs> she moves with a sinuous grace. She moves, she moves. Is that what's playing? Yeah. No. She's like a something, but she stings like a bee. No, it's actually, it's all right, it's all right, it's all right. She moves in mysterious ways. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's... um, None of those are three, four, that'd be ridiculous. Oh, yeah, six and eight. (laughs) It's an enigma. What are you doing? I've got quite quite the Google search of toilet covers, and in my head everyone's wearing (laughs) dressed like this. Honestly, it's the best search I've done ever. (laughs) great all right well toilet covers aside let's get back into this space (coughs) (laughs) ali's new theme the hawks but they're all toilet covers (laughs) they're amazing everything you could wish for really in the crystal maze you will choose to stay It's weird that, like, every time we record this session, Ali has a weird obsession running on her other screen. (laughs) Like, last time it was a parrot. Now it's toilet roll covers. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's a parrot. That parrot died a few days after hatching. What? Oh, shit. Why would you tell us that? But I do keep watching all the live stuff from Lincolnshire Park, and I've learned more about tigers now. I'm glad to hear it. Oh, yeah. And the only way out is the conga. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the bands, the musicians move on to "Sweet Child of Mine" <laughs> and then "Summer of '69." Yeah. <laughs> so you know, it's only a matter of time before "Dancing Queen" and it's all over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and servants been bring bring in bringing in these great platters and laying them. Special night. Can I have this song? <laughs> Birdhouse in your soul. <laughs> That's what we always asked for. Not, not to put a little too, birdhouse in your soul. Not to put too fine upon it. Saying I'm yeah. the only bee in your bonnet. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't think this court would be so blue. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> he says. Welcome to Crudely Drawn Swords. <laughs> uh, hi, I'm Pete. I play uh, Adam Eagleank, the, the joke of a gunslinger. <laughs> he says, what wall gives you no shadow but a reflection? It's the fourth wall. <laughs> <laughs> wow, meta. <laughs> 
Uh, no, I, I don't think we're going to the full metafiction here. It's too confusing. We've, we've given it our audience we're a lot to We're in the past of a normal thing, but the second version of the past, of which some of the middle future we've done and the far future we definitely know about. And I, I don't think, I don't think adding an extra layer of reality is. We should do it. Actually, thinking about it, extra level of reality. <laughs> Does Hoisin go with tight? Spices? Who knows? <laughs>